Thanks for joining us for this podcast. We hope that it inspires you to follow Jesus. You can find out more about the life and ministry of City Lights Church and how you can connect with us at city-lights.church. So, so good to see you. Well, if we haven't met before, my name is Andrew, and um, along with my wife, it's our absolute privilege to lead City Lights Church, and um, we're excited about where God has led us to this point, and also what the future looks like. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And we're starting a new series, which is called Expansion. Expansion. Who knows that expansion is not our idea, it's God's idea. And today, today we are celebrating Pentecost Sunday, the birth of the church, And when God started something, a supernatural move of the Spirit of God, thousands of years ago in like probably as far away as you can get from Brisbane, we believe that that mission is not finished and that we're a part of it. And that's what this series is all about. Can I read you some scriptures which hopefully will stir your heart and your spirit about why we are here and what God has called us to. Matthew 28, 19. This is what Jesus says, Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus also says this in Acts 1.8. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So our future as a church and the type of expansion that God is leading us into is that. The type of expansion is us having the privilege of allowing the Spirit of God to rise up within us so that we can go out and make disciples, so that we can go out and boldly declare and boldly live the resurrected life and the example of Jesus. And this morning, as we start this series Uh, This series has what I call a prophetic edge in that I want to communicate some of the things that God has been sharing with me that have been confirmed by other people who have been praying and seeking God in our community. And whenever I pray about the future of the church, I believe that God says to me, he he says, get ready. And when I pray, he says, get ready. And I'm like, ready for what? He says, get ready because I'm about to move. And so this uh, today's series, uh, this series and this sermon today is about us getting ready for what God wants to do. And as uh, I've been meditating on that, praying into that, God has given me a, a passage from the Bible that's helping me understand what he wants to do and is going to help us understand as a church what he has called us to do. And before I do that, I want to pray for us and for this message today. 
Jesus, we believe that the same spirit that raised you from the dead is alive within us. Lord, we believe that you have called us as a church globally and as a local church in Brisbane to carry your message. Lord, you have called us to be filled with the Spirit of God and to lead renewal in this city. And so, God, we pray that you would ready us for what you have called us to do in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So if you have a Bible with you, uh, you can turn to Luke chapter 5. I'm going to be reading from the NLT, New Living Translation. It'll be up on the screen. Otherwise, you can follow along on your own device or old school paper Bible. And so we're picking up a, a story of Jesus, and it starts here in verse number 1. One day as Jesus was preaching on the sea, on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. Okay, so I don't know exactly why this is the case, but the Sea of Galilee is not a sea. It's a freshwater lake. It's actually the lowest freshwater lake in the world. It's also called uh, Lake Gennesaret or the Sea of Tiberias. Again, not a sea. It is not the Sea of Galilee or Sea of Tiberias. But that's what it was called locally. And it was quite a large freshwater lake. And this is the scene of this story. And so Jesus is preaching and great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. And he noticed two empty boats at the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Now, fishing at that time, there were three types of nets, and it was most likely that the fishermen in this particular case, which we know from this story and, and other gospel accounts, was Peter and his brother Andrew and his partners James and John. So most likely they had been fishing through the night, and they were using a huge drag net, probably about 100 feet or 30-odd meters, and so what you would do is you would go out at night, best time for fishing, and you would throw out this huge dragnet in a semicircle and about 100 feet, and then you would pull it in, which required incredible physical strength. So you would go and then you would often repeat this many times during the night. Obviously, the, uh, the net was heavy. Uh, sometimes filled with fish, sometimes not, but obviously the water load of the net. And so they were doing this. And so the usual pattern is that you would fish all night. And then in the morning, you would bring in the nets, you would have some breakfast, and then you would go through the process of mending and repairing and drying your nets and folding them, putting them back in the boat for the next day. And so this was the scene. And so stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, also this is Simon, this is the Simon Peter Simon, its owner to push it out into the water. And so he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Now, we know that Jesus 
was a preacher, but we also know that he was a carpenter, a chippy. Have you ever been in a profession where you know a lot about something and you have someone giving you advice who doesn't know anything about it? Right? So he's like, the chippy comes to the fisherman and said, okay, let's go. We're go I want you to go let out your nets. And he says, mate, if I want to build a pergola, I'll let you know, but leave the fishing to me. And so we've got this scenario where a chippy is giving a fisherman advice, but we also know that there's something unique because this particular carpenter had just been preaching and teaching and crowds of people, the crowds keep growing and growing. And so in verse 5, he says this, Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish that they began to tear. And a shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. This is a miracle story. And the question that we're asking is, are we ready for a move of God? Are we ready to do something miraculous in a way that we can't control and we can't contain? Verse 8 says, When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. And Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will be fishing for people. This is important. As soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Now, the insight from this story is particularly relevant because Jesus pulls it in at the end and says, this is not just a representation of fish and you guys are fishermen and, and you've seen something that you've never seen before in your life to catch fish in the day and to have so much that the boats begin to sink. And, and he, he says, this is not just about fish. This is about people. And that's what we're here for as a church. One of our values is this. People are our purpose. We exist to give people the opportunity and invite them to become followers of Jesus, to encounter the resurrected Jesus and to have an invitation to follow him. And this is what the disciples did. So, here are a couple of questions. What does this particular passage tell us about how we can reach people? What can we understand about how we can prepare for a move of God? And the third question is, what is our role and what is God's role? Now, in this story, God's role is pretty obvious. God is the one who brings the increase. God is the one who brings the abundance. God is the one 
who has this supernatural plan, who has this spiritual insight, and we see an increase, we see an abundance, we see an expansion that is happening. This is the same God in Ephesians 3.20. It says, Now to him who is immeasurably who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to his power that is within us and is at work within us. This is that God. And we shouldn't be too worried about God's role. I'll talk about this in a minute. And Simon Peter, he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught. He said the nets were so full of fish they began to tear. And a shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. So we shouldn't be too worried about God's role. We shouldn't be too worried about God's supernatural ability to do what God wants to do. And our encouragement today is not to talk about God's ability, but is to talk about our responsibility. So God can move sovereignly and sometimes we're like, oh God, like, God, we're waiting for you to move. And God's like, I'm waiting for you to get ready. You, you couldn't contain what I've got. If I gave you what you asked for, you wouldn't be able to handle it. And our focus must be on our responsibility not God's ability. Have you ever focused too much on God's role and not enough on your role? Have you ever been in a season like that? Have you ever been in a season where you're like, you just, you keep wondering when God is going to do what he, he said he would do? And I think that's our natural response when we have a promise from God or when we have a prompting, when we have a sense of what God's doing, you're like, God, when, like, when are you going to do it? And sometimes discouragement can set in. And this is what happened with Simon, Simon Peter. He said, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. Now, the last time that I seriously went fishing was probably about 25 years ago. I know, I don't look that old. Okay, stop. <laughs> Guys, we got to focus. So young. Who said that? Nobody. Okay. The last, it was about 25 years ago, and I was with, with my, um, my dad and my mum and my brother, and we were fly fishing in Victoria, in the Victorian Alps, with a professional guide. And so we start out in the morning. And he says, yesterday, there's exact words, not exaggerating. There were so many fish that we were walking on the backs of them. And like, oh, the, the, the tour that I took out yesterday, they had whole eskies full of fish. And so you got the fly fishing and, and we caught the whole day nothing. And we drove to this place and that place. This is a true story. The most red-belly uh, red black snakes I have ever seen in my life. The last location we went to, there were I saw about 10 red-belly black snakes floating down the river. I'm in there. And they are everywhere. And I caught nothing. 
and I have never been seriously fishing again. (laughs) Do you know that that is sometimes what can happen in the kingdom of God? That we are doing something and we don't get the result that we think we should get and we abandon the task. And I'm not just talking about recreational fishing. I'm talking about certain things that God has called you and I to do and to believe for. And there's this tension that's like, okay, like, all right, I know you. this is what you asked me to do, but I don't see it. Like, God, I know that you want to do something big. I know that you want to use our church to reach a lot of people, but at the moment we don't have a lot of people. I know that, like, I've been around and I've, I've seen some stuff, but not a lot of stuff. And other times we say, look, we could do that, but if we were to do that, the best conditions would be, it wouldn't be during the day, it would be at night. Or, I've been up all night, I'm tired, let's check back in when I'm a little bit more rested. And this is the tension that we have and we're like, we're not quite sure that God could actually do it, really. Like we we would say, yeah, in church we'd say, yeah, how was the message? Like, yeah, we're getting ready and everyone's like, yeah, God's going to do something and you're like, hmm. Don't see it. We have to have a confidence that God has got his part covered. If God says he's going to move, there is nothing that we could do to replicate the moving of God. There is no amount of smoke machines or indoor fireworks or any kind of trickery that we could do to replicate a move of God. That is completely up to God. You can't fake it. Please don't try. But God is inviting us to do what he's called us to do, not just individually, but as a church to get ready. And as I said, sometimes we we can be waiting on God, but God's like waiting on us. So here's the question. What is our role? And this is what we're going to begin to unpack. And our role, the big idea is this. Our role is the nets, the quality and the size of the nets. This is what these fishermen knew. These fishermen knew that it doesn't matter how many fish are out in the lake that's called a sea. No matter how many fish are out there, you could have a massive shoal of fish But if you don't have the nets ready, it doesn't matter how many are out there. It doesn't matter if they're biting. It doesn't matter if they're in these schools. It doesn't matter if you can get that drag net to scoop them out. That's not important. It's If you have the nets, then you can contain what God, what the, the, the catch, and we can contain what God wants for us. And so it's important. For us, as we think about preparing for a move of God, to think fishing nets, not fishing rods. Now, most Aussies, we've got the idea 
All right, we got the got the little fishing rod. We're going to the beach. We're going off the tinny. Okay, if that's a boat for those who didn't grow up in in Australia. I love over explaining stuff. It's <laughs> awesome. Let me show you a couple of things. If I was to take, say I had more of this this fabric and I could make this into a net, right? But if I was to take these loose ends and dangle them in a shoal of fish, even the most concentrated shoal of fish, do you think that I would catch anything? I wouldn't catch anything. Why? Because these particular bits of, uh, this is a nylon rope or string or fabric, these nets in this time were made of linen. I could not catch anything because they are not bonded together. They are not formed into a net. And a net is this, a net is loose ends being bound together. Now, a lot of times when we come to faith, when we come into a community, a lot of the times, not all the time, but a lot of the times we are at a loose end. Whether that's at a loose end in terms of we have this, um, this spiritual desire, this need for Jesus, but we're, we're kind of like not sure that what that looks like. Or at a, a loose end where we're looking for community. Sometimes when we come into a new country or a new city and we, we are at a loose end. And at that time, we have the opportunity to be bound together to form a net. And this is what it looks like for us to form nets that can handle a move of God. It's this, we allow ourselves to be bonded together by the Spirit of God to be ready for a move of God. We allow ourselves to be bonded together. Now, one of the issues with this is that we have got something within us that doesn't like to be tied down. So we're at a loose end, but you would understand most people have some kind of fear of commitment, don't we? All right. If you are married, you have gotten over that fear of commitment and you have decided to move forward with that person. In a local church, and I see some couples just like celebrating, this is good. Those that are live are listening online. Hooray. Love you, honey. And we are bonded to, together. But unless we allow ourselves to be tied down, to come together, we will never have the strength of the unity that God has called us to have to be ready for what he sends us. Ephesians chapter 4 talks about the spirit which bonds us together in peace. So are you ready to be tied down? Are you ready to be bonded with the person next to you, even if you don't even know them super well in a local community? 
are you ready to be relied on as part of a net? This is a big question, but this is the type of question that God asks communities in order to prepare because he could send hundreds and hundreds of people but if we are just loose ends dangling in the water, it wouldn't matter how many people he sends, how many people that need Jesus, how many people that need community, that God actually wants us to come together in strength and to form cohesive units. Here's another picture. It's not exactly a, a net, but you'll get the sense of what it is. That kind of that strength, that cohesion. And this is what God is calling us to, to ready ourselves for a move of God. So the first thing, we, we allow ourselves to be bonded together by the Spirit of God to be ready for a move of God. And the second thing is we allow our brokenness to be mended. For the sake of others. And I know that in a church like this or any church, I know we've got so many stories, so many histories. I know some of your stories because you've shared some of those about the family that you grew up or your life experiences. Um, I know for, there's just so much variety for some that was healthy, for others, the opposite of healthy. There's trauma, there's certain events. Earthquake events in life. There's all kinds of reasons. And I believe that God invites every person, and certainly why we exist as a church is to see people go from brokenness to wholeness in one generation. And sometimes we do that for ourselves, and I think that we should, but also we, got to, we have to recognize that sometimes we do that for others. And the majority of a, a huge chunk of a fisherman's time would be mending the nets. You would be mending the nets. You would be cleaning the nets. That's what God calls us to do as well. Who knows that in life, life sometimes makes you a little bit frayed, a little bit that it's not as strong. Certain things happen. You feel a little bit weak. You feel a bit frustrated. You feel a bit angry. And this is part of our responsibility to do that. Who knows that if you're in any group of people for any length of time, you're going to have some kind of conflict with each other. And God calls us to tend to our nets. It, he calls us to tend to our relational bonds with each other. He calls us to forgive people. He calls us to accept people, even people that annoy you. Even people that have frustrated you. Even people that have offended you. And this is our responsibility. And the Holy Spirit is present with us. The Spirit of unity but we must take hold of that and say we can't just allow ourselves to keep in these patterns where we just, we're just we perpetually offended or perpetually frayed. We need to allow the life and the health and the bond of peace of the Spirit of God to flow through us. 
If we're frayed or broken, we're healed. Sometimes if there's things that are hidden, they need to be brought to life, not just for our sake, but for the sake of the mission that God has called us to. I'm going to invite um, Sam up just to play. And I want to give you a final picture. And I'm going to invite some people to the stage. First, first person is my beautiful wife, Rebecca. Come to the stage. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about... No, sorry. Uh, can I have uh, John, Jasper, Danny and Twinkie? Just come and stand side by side here. Does some on this side. Part of this message, I believe, is for us to understand the value of each other in our church. That God has called us to stand side by side. A church such as ours, we've grown from a lounge room into a bigger room. And we'll continue to grow by reaching people and seeing people come to, to faith in Jesus. That's, that's our future. But that can't rely on just a couple of people. It can't just rely on Beck and I. Every single person has a role. And up here we've got some people that like the spotlight. I won't name names. Twinkie. <laughs> and some people like Danny who probably don't prefer this. Would that be accurate to say? Yeah. Okay. And then we've got some people like, like Jasper. Jasper's a legend. Jasper's pretty new to faith, right? Just got baptized. And, and John, my dad, who's, um, as they say in the older days, been in the way, following the way, the way of Jesus for, in, in ministry for over 50 years. Now, it's easy for us to say, well, you know, Andrew and, and Beck, like, you guys got this. And like, God's the ones that have called you. But I want to tell that each and every, God has called each and every one of you. And it's not just about the ones that have the microphone. The effect that you can have on somebody in a conversation or sending their text message or having a meal with them. Anyone can do that. And it doesn't matter where you started from. It's where you're going and how you're allowing God to move and so I'm declaring prophetically that God is forming us together and that each and every one of you by the Spirit of God, God is going to help you see the value of the gift that you are to the body of Christ, to this church and to the city of Brisbane because that is so special and so beautiful and you are needed you are needed. And what that requires is for us to join together, to take responsibility for one another, to encourage one another. Not just we're thinking fishing nets, not fishing rods. It's not just about the visible, um, powerful, kind of noticeable way, but it's about us joining together to ready ourselves, ready our hearts for a move of God. Why don't you take your seats? Thank you so much. Give him a hand. Amazing. The third and final thing, and we're about to, to pray together.
the third and final thing is we need to be ready to say yes to Jesus. Now, Simon Peter, he said this. He said, we have worked all night and haven't caught a thing. But before he said that, he used this word, master. So another word we could say is Lord. The boss. Yes, boss. I know I've done these things. I've known I've seen these results. Guess what? In that boat, those nets were ready. Those nets were ready for that catch. They were cleaned. They were dried. They were ready. And he said, I know that this hasn't worked before, but at your word. Can I ask you a question? Are you ready in your heart to be moved by a word from God? Are you ready that goes beyond your circumstance? And are you ready to say yes to Jesus? Let's pray. Why don't you stand to your feet? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, the same spirit that was there at the very birth of of the church in that upper room in Jerusalem. We thank you that that same spirit is alive and that same mission is the one that you've called us to. And so, Lord, I pray for every heart that's willing, every heart that's willing to carry responsibility for someone else to be bound together in the Holy Spirit the spirit of peace for us as a community Lord we thank you that your spirit is at work within them right now joining us together getting us ready God we don't see it in the natural we don't see it in the natural we understand it by faith In the supernatural, we are taking faith steps and we take hold of the reality that is not quite ours, that we haven't quite laid hold of. And we take hold of that in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Just take hold of it just by faith. Say, God, I'm in. I want to be part of it. I want to be part of it. I know that you're going to give me the strength. I know that your word is the greatest. I know that despite my circumstance, what I haven't seen, where I've been disappointed, where I have fished and worked hard all night but have not seen anything, I commit that to you and put that all under the authority of the Lord and Master. And I thank you for that. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If that's, if that's you, you want to be part of it, just say to yourself, wherever you are, God, I'm in for what you want to do in my life and this church. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just before we close, I'd love to pray for anyone who needs healing. If you need healing, would you just lift up your hand? I'm not going to ask you what it is. Uh, but lift up your hand and those around them, if you see someone's hand lifted up, would you just put your hand on their shoulder and just uh, 
just release some faith right now. If you need healing for anything, thank you, Lord. Lord, we just, we release healing in the name of Jesus. We thank you that the power of your Holy Spirit is at work. And we release that right now. Lord, you are not limited by the past, but we pray a fresh release. We speak the name of of Jesus, the healing power of Jesus over every single person. Every single person right now. Right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. More to come. More to come. Greater things, God. Greater things in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this message. We hope that it has inspired you to follow Jesus. You can find out more about City Lights Church at city-lights.church.